Hello and welcome to the Bundesliga show, which is brought to you by Over the Bar. Um, for all those well, uh, listening on YouTube or listening via our, our new podcasts, hello, good evening, wherever or whenever you're listening to us. Um, the international break is finally over, thank God for that. Uh, I think fans across the world, especially if you're fans potentially of England, uh, you'll be very relieved to get back to the usual, watching some more exciting games. And obviously, we are here to review uh, the weekend's action from the Bundesliga, which, again, has provided plenty of talking points and plenty of uh, entertaining action. Um, so what we always do on the show is that we go we go over to Mark, who is obviously uh, the co-host with myself, Rory, and uh, we'll go over the results of the anagram from last week. We'll see who's uh, who's managed to get it this week, and we'll we'll uh, announce our latest anagram for for you guys to have a go at. So, Mark, over to you for uh, the results and this week's new anagram. Great. So, thanks for that, Rory. So, let's have a little look at the. If you remember, guys, from two weeks ago now, our anagram was scream hour. So remember, the rules for our anagram on our channel is that it has to be a player, a manager slash coach, or a club from something related to the Bundesliga. And actually, I'm pleased to say that once again, we actually had a correct commenter on our YouTube channel, and it was Paul McGarrigy. Thank you very much. The correct answer was Marco Royce from two weeks ago, yeah. So if you got that correct again, then round of applause once again. Very and well now let's have, look, let's have a look at our new anagram for week four of our roundup, which is actually a nice, interesting word this week. It's bile iron nun. So bile iron nun. So remember, guys, if you're listening to us on our new podcast channel, then just take a little... Uh, take a piece of paper and a pen and just write it down, guys. It's B-I-L-E-I-R-O-N-N-U-N. Bile Iron Nun. So remember, guys, it's got to be something related to the Bundesliga, either a player, a manager slash coach, whatever you want to call it these days, or a club. So, yeah, so Bile Iron Nun. Remember, you can comment on our YouTube channel, or you can just play along for fun on our podcast as well. So, yeah, have fun with that, guys. And I'm going to pass you back over to Rory to tell us the results from the last week. Yeah, fantastic stuff, Mark. That's, uh, that's another good anagram for all our followers to have a go at. So, without further ado, straight into the results from this weekend. So, starting with Saturday's afternoon kickoffs, we had uh, a kind of top six meeting. Uh, between Hoffenheim and Borussia Dortmund, which Borussia Dortmund were able to come out. Uh, narrow winners, 1-0. So that's an important win for the away side. Uh, moving over uh, to Sporting Club Freiburg, who had a one-all home draw with Werder Bremen. Um, moving on down to Hertha Berlin, who are hosting VfB Stuttgart. And it was the away side to continue their fantastic start after promotion, winning 2-0 away from home. Uh, there was also a 1-0 away win for Bayer Leverkusen, and that was against struggling minds. So 
that being by by Leverkusen's first win of the season as well, that was very, very important for them to get off the mark. Uh, the final afternoon 2.30 game was between Augsburg and RB Leipzig. Almost a top-of-the-table clash, really, this one. Um, it was won by the away side RB. Uh, they're showing their title credentials with a 2-0 win. Uh, moving on to our late afternoon kickoff, a 5.30 kickoff between uh, newly promoted Armenia Beifeld and champions uh, Bayern Munich. Bayern were able to win 4-1, another, uh, well, very impressive outing for Bayern. So 4-1 winners there. On to the Saturday evening kickoff. Uh, it was between Borussia Mönchengladbach and uh, Wolfsburg. Uh, Wolfsburg finally being moved from a Sunday to a Saturday. Um, it was another draw, one all, but a slightly more improved and entertaining uh, outfit. Um game there so they're moving on to the two results on the Sunday uh, there were two one all draws so starting off uh, with Cologne drawing 1-1 with Eintracht Frankfurt uh, so that's the first point of the season for Cologne and then the Sunday evening kickoff between again struggling Schalke and Union Berlin finishing 1-1 so also the first point of the season for Schalke so that's a very brief roundup of all the results. So uh, Mark's going to lead us in to our feature feature games that we're going to discuss a little bit now. Yeah, I think it was the week of the one-all draws this week. Four one-all draws out of nine games in the Bundesliga this week. But yeah, still no shortage of talking points. So let's start with what we thought was the, the game of the weekend, actually, which was Augsburg versus Leipzig, which, as Rory said, ended in a brilliant 2-0 win for Leipzig. I think both of us tipped Leipzig to win this game, but we both thought it would be tough. But I think we can safely say that it was a really, really impressive performance by Leipzig. Would you agree with that, Rory? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic outing for RB, I think, in, in probably what is been deemed their greatest test so far this season they've come through it with with flying colors um definitely the most impressive performance i think rb have thrown out so far this season um obviously probably just starting to get match fit now getting into a way of playing so yeah very impressive just just too hot to handle for Augsburg despite their fine starts to the season yeah, I think I was particularly impressed with both of the goals. I mean, they were like brilliant goals, really, for different reasons. I think the first goal was like a great team move. D uh, Daniel Olmo, who we've also already mentioned a few times uh, on this show, with a brilliant wow. assist. I mean, he's turned into a really, really good player from the back end of last season over to this season, with little Angelino just popping up at the far post and nodding the header. Again, another impressive player from him. Another impressive performance from him. Another player that we've mentioned a lot. And then the second goal, I mean, the volley from Poulsen. I mean, you don't expect it from the target man at all. But, I mean, what a goal that was, you know. Superb. He'd only been on the pitch a minute as well. Yeah, yeah. 57 seconds or something. Yeah, I mean, he's not. he is a player that's kind of got a bit of criticism over the years because he, he doesn't really fit in fully with the style that Leipzig play at times. He is a bit more of a bruiser, a bit of a battering ram, but I mean, that is some goal, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think him and Forsberg are really, really filling in for Timo Werner very well. And I think Leipzig have really, really made an impressive start. We, we mentioned that they needed to build on that brilliant uh, Champions League run at the end of last season. And boy, yeah. they are building 
on it so far. I've been really, really, they couldn't have played any better as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Rory, are they title challengers this year? I think you've got to look at them and think uh, they're always up there. Well, certainly, obviously, in recent history. Um, Bayern have had an impressive start. But again, we've, like we said in our preview show, that they've had fairly, uh, well, a generous start in terms of how the fixtures have fallen. So they've not really been tested. Um, so I think RB have certainly got a great chance. I think the real test probably comes now when when we move into two games a week. As we've kind of discussed, sometimes German teams have in in the past struggled with the the volume of football being played. Um, for me, again, RB's team is a really good squad, um, but that I think their team are going to be stretched, especially playing in a really tough Champions League group. Um, there's no there's no reason why they can't get out of that group either with the way that United are playing and PSG maybe not as good uh, this season potentially. Um, they're always a you know, tricky team to predict, PSG. So I think ultimately it's just how RB balance the two competitions for me. Yeah, I mean, it might be a case that they have to prioritise one as well. I mean, obviously the fans got that great run to the semi-final of the Champions League last year, but I still think realistically they'd have more chance of winning the Bundesliga. I think they do have enough quality to go on a really, really long winning run. I think a match Bayern's uh, machine-like displays, you know I mean? Obviously, it's always going to be tough to kind of uh, dispatch Bayern, but I mean, they did get two draws against Bayern last season in the league. And I think they have proven that they can not so much beat Bayern regularly, but they can hold Bayern and they can kind of push them to the limit. It's just about eradicating those poor results, which they do have in and around the season sometimes, Leipzig. And I do think this year they could well go on and challenge uh, for top spot. I'd be surprised if they finish below second this season, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so on to our next uh, feature game, which was another uh, away win, another 2-0 away win, in fact, which was actually Stuttgart at Hertha Berlin. Yeah, very long travel for uh, Stuttgart. It's, I don't know if you know your German geography, but it's a real long trip, this one, yeah. But, I mean, a brilliant win for Stuttgart again, with once again uh, Gonzalo Castro being fantastic in that midfield, you know, with a brilliant second goal. He's, yeah. I mean, he may be 33 now and he's had a great career in the Bundesliga, but he's really having a great season this year, Rory. Yeah, he's been really impressive. Again, like absolutely fantastic stuff from Stuttgart. Their dream starts to the season continues. Uh, they're being one of their best starts to a Bundesliga season since uh, 2008-9 when they came third. So great omens in that regard. Um, <laughs> I think they might be doing well to finish third this season. Um, but the way that they're playing is absolutely fantastic to watch. Um, I'm really pleased that they've settled so well into the league. As we've spoken about before, they are a big name in terms of the Bundesliga. I think the Bundesliga is better off for having them in it. Um, and yeah, really impressive again. Um, Captain Castro, yeah, pulling strings and, and really impressive stuff. Um, on the side of of Hertha, um, obviously quite a lot of promise we were thinking at the start of the season and it's just not really caught fire um, so far for them this, this season as well. Um, can't really put, you know, my finger exactly on why, why that is. Um, but yes, I mean, certainly from Stuttgart's point of view, they're, they're off to a flyer and obviously hopefully long may that continue. 
Yeah, I think also with Stuttgart, I just love watching them play as well. I mean, it's a really, really dynamic team. I mean, some people would say they're a little bit over-attacking at times when they're 1-0 up away from home. But, I mean, they got that second goal and, wow, like, I mean, it was a great goal as well from Castro. I just think the whole performance was fantastic, to be honest, from Stuttgart. You know, this is a newly promoted side who, in all honesty, didn't really impress last season in the second league. I mean, obviously, you could say, yeah, they still got promoted, but it was more luck than judgment, to be honest with you. And I'm pretty sure that all Stuttgart fans would agree with you as well. But I think, I mean, it's been a brilliant, brilliant start, performances and results. I mean, two away wins out of two games following up their winner against Mainz in the first away game. I mean, this is just fantastic from them. I think with Hertha, it's once again, it's the curse of the Olympia Stadium. Like, they just cannot <laughs> get the wins at home, you know? Yeah. Really becoming a massive problem for them, going back to last season as well. Like, the, their away performances are top-notch, one of the best away sides in the division. But at home, it just doesn't work, does it? I mean, they've seriously yeah. got to start working out what's the problem at home because it's just... They don't only lose, but they usually get battered, to be honest with you. I mean, it's um, Rory, do you think that that is something? What can they do to start winning at home, Hertha? Well, I, I mean, like we said, the, these problems seem to be quite long-stemmed, but wh whether a reintroduction of fans will give them that lift when they are at home and when they are struggling um, is potentially something that they're missing whether it's something about being too comfortable in that in that environment um, or or uncomfortable with, with, without the you know that generated passion um, that the crowd would usually give them um, is there's obviously something missing and it's not quite clicking um, obviously without you know a decent home form realistically they're not going to achieve much this season yeah absolutely yeah but i think it's um yeah going back to the stadium i have been to the olympia stadium and it's it's an 80 or 85 thousand seater stadium you know and i mean herta they, they can get good crowds i mean they're a capital club they get 50 55 thousand every game but it, the stadium still looks empty even with 50 or 55 thousand in the ground and it's like i mean you you've got to ask yourself it could it be a, to be honest it reminds me of the situation with west ham actually uh, at the mm. London stadium i think when they played at upton park they were a lot better at home whereas yeah. nowadays at the london stadium it just has that soulless kind of too big kind of vibe if you know what i mean and i think they would benefit from just getting a nice 30 or 40 thousand seater stadium that they pack out every week and get a real good atmosphere going in there yeah, yeah. okay so let's move on to our third feature game, which was the, the highest scoring game of the weekend, which is, but the result was maybe not so much of a surprise, which was, of course, Armelia, Armenia Bielefeld 1, Bayern Munich 4. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to be honest, Bielefeld, they did fight well after being destroyed in the first half. The second half actually became a really good and open game, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch that one, Rory? Yeah, I did. Um, it, it was good to watch, uh, obviously, Bayern were at that stage cruising, um, but fair play to Arminia. They kind of they stuck stuck at it as they have done in every game that they've played so far this season. And you know they got they got some rewards from it. They had some chances. Obviously, they got themselves a consolation goal um, when obviously Bayern have hit four by about fifty minutes. You're starting to worry for certainly a newly promoted team whether it gets to an embarrassing level if it gets to a Schalke level of eight goals or more. Um, certainly Armenia wouldn't have wanted all their good work 
from the start of this season to be undone by shipping, you know, eight, nine goals. Um, so credit to them. I think you've got to give a shout out to their keeper, to be fair, because um, he he was, you know, probably the difference. Um, Ortega Moreno, he he kept it to four, essentially. Um, I mean, from from the buying point of view, routine win at, at the moment. Lewandowski and Muller just setting each other up at will, basically. Um, obviously, one blot on their, you know, on their scripts on their on their team sheet would be the red card to Tolisso late on. Um, obviously, it wasn't anything that was going to change the game. I'm sure he'll have some words with his teammate, Javi Martinez, for the hospital pass that he uh, got stitched up with because he's just basically chasing a really bad pass from Javi Martinez. Um, so naturally, they'll miss, miss Tolisso in that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bayern starting to really show show their credentials well as they always have done and the table is starting to look more familiar now as as we've you know gone in and started getting a bit more of a pattern of play so buying looking almighty and all impressive as per yeah i think definitely going forward i would agree with you but i still think there's a bit of a worry defensively i mean obviously for most of hansi flick's reign they've been superb defensively that was one of the kind of main uh the kind of one of the main features of Hansi Flick's reign, really, that he did sort out a defence that was not really doing particularly well for a couple of years before he came in. But that is eight goals conceded in four games, actually, now. Yeah. Despite the number that they've scored, which is extremely high, you know. But still, I mean, it is eight goals. They are averaging two goals a game conceded this season. And I think Armenia, they could have had another couple as well with a bit more luck, you know, in that second half. Yeah. I think Bayern maybe, I don't think it's so much a lack of quality, but it could just be a bit of laziness in defence more than anything. Really. Yeah, maybe a bit of a lack of care perhaps when when they're kind of dominating these games. They just, just whether it's a mental thing, I mean, it's natural when you are so many goals up to the good or if you're able to outscore a team perhaps. Um, but yeah, maybe when they, they come across these bigger games, um, Dortmund, are, uh, the game against Dortmund isn't too far off in the future. I think it's in a couple of weeks' time, give or take. Um, so there'll be goals to be scored against them, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for Armenia, there's still enough in there to think that they can stay up. Obviously, they have sunk down the table a little bit after a couple of defeats now. But I think there's nothing really wrong with the performances and their attitude. I think it's just... Uh, at times a little bit of a lack of quality, I guess, but that's expected really from a side on their kind of budget, you know, but they're doing sure. well over there. Yeah. Okay, and on to the fourth feature game, which was, uh, some might be surprised that we actually included a draw this week in our feature games, but we just wanted to kind of give our dues to Wolfsburg. We have said uh, the, the, the previous three weeks that we were disappointed with their performances, specifically the aptitude and the kind of passion that they were showing. But this week, a massive improvement. And I think many would say they were a little bit unlucky not to go away from Gladbach with three points, really, Rory. Yeah, it's amazing to think that, you know, four four games in that Wolfsburg has somehow managed to draw all four games. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they've not looked like a team that have wanted to go forward and score goals. Um, not, uh, they've not conceded a lot, so that's obviously a positive. But obviously three points is a significantly amount more amount of points than them collecting one point every single game. And obviously they're they're in the wrong half of the table as a result. But um, 
Yeah, they looked far, far more improved um, on this occasion. Maybe, you know, the switch from a Sunday to a Saturday suited them a bit more. Um, they're a bit more awake on the Saturday evening game, it would seem. Um, and yeah, Veghorst, you know, he he put in a performance as well. Obviously, got his goal in the end. He was denied by Sommer on a, on a good few occasions as well. Um, and as you said, Mark, probably, you know, quite unlucky not to have collected all three points on this occasion. So, you know, there, there's certainly something there in Wolfsburg. They wouldn't have come so high up last season if that if that wasn't the case. Um, so, you know, that can that maybe be used as a catalyst to, to really springboard their season. Yeah, I do think the fact that they had those uh, Europa League qualifiers as well didn't help. I mean, I know a lot of some of the players would have gone on international duty this year, this uh, break. But I, I mean, there's some quality players in that side, you know, like Brett Carlo. He's a Croatian international as well. He's kind of replaced Rakitic as the regular starter in that position. Obviously, mm. Vekos, who's been in and around 20 goals the last two seasons, you know. Yeah. There is a lot of quality, in it, especially attacking quality too. I mean, like a lot of people would think looking at the results of uh, Wolfsburg are a very defensive side, but actually they're not, you know. Like they have got, they, they play an attacking lineup every week, but it's just, this is the first time that they've really looked like a side this season, I think. I mean, you've got to look at the positives for them. I mean, it's four games unbeaten, you know, and the yeah. first performances were underwhelming to say the least. So, yeah, I think there are positives there for Wolfsburg. I think Gladbach are another side. I think Gladbach and Wolfsburg can both say that like they would have expected a bit more from the start of the season, to be honest, because again, Gladbach do have a really good side and some strength mm. in depth as well. Yeah, but it's um, yeah, Rory. yeah. It's yeah, sorry. It's interesting to to see Gladbach really again, kind of struggling at the start of this season. We, like, certainly, I think they were one of my tips to do really well again this season, given you know the scary attacking talent that they have in certainly in the likes of Churam and Plie. Obviously, Churam being the catalyst for for their goal because of the the back pass and winning the penalty um, for his side to to be converted for their only goal of the game. So they're certainly doing their part in terms of of kind of going forward those kind of key players um where whether there's you know not not quite the the right balance to the team um or perhaps they're struggling to to kind of manage their squad at the moment is is another question um uh, but again they're going to be stretched because they are in they are you know they're they're in Europe as well so the two games a week are going to start going and if they can't find their feet soon they'll They'll be struggling soon, even for top four, if they keep on dropping points this regularly. Um, and, you know, they've got a competition where they can have a real good crack at it um, in terms of the European football. Um, it'd be a waste of last season if they didn't have a go at the Champions League, for sure. Um, so it's not by any stretch a terrible start to the season from Gladbach because they've got the credentials there to get themselves back into it. But they'll want to certainly turn turn it around and start scoring goals a bit more frequently as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we'll see both of these sides once they fully find the flow. You know, I think we'll see both these sides in the top half by the end of the season. I'm pretty confident on that. Sure. Okay, yeah, so that's the end of our feature game. So let's just have a look at the other games that took place, the other five games. So I think we'll start with Hoffenheim nil, 
Borussia Dortmund won. I think a lot of people would have seen this as one of the feature games this, this week, but I think partly due to the fact that uh, a lot of the players from both of these sides are actually involved with international duty, that could have led to a bit of a subdued first half, at least. The game did massively spring into life in the second half, but I think Hoffenheim were massively impeded by the fact that uh, the goal-scoring phenomenon, Andre Kramerich, was uh, actually not involved with the squad this week. And also the fact that Haaland started on the bench, which was a bit of a surprise, to be honest, because when he came on, he was brilliant, as usual, really. I was a little bit surprised to see him start on the bench. Rory, did you catch much of that one? Yeah, I think, like we said, this was deemed or kind of previewed as being one of of the big games of the weekend. Uh, Certainly had my eye on it um, in terms of Saturday's games. Um, It was a bit of a subdued game, again, a lot of those internationals kind of coming back, finding their feet. Sometimes is the way after international breaks. Obviously, players just trying to get back into the flow, playing with a different squad and a different team. Um, I think the real difference in terms of this game was just the levels of of the substitutes that Borussia Dortmund could make compared to Hoffenheim. Um, so obviously, there's a there's one goal in it, which it was always going to be a close game when you got up to that 60 minute mark. Um, Dortmund are able to bring on a double substitution in terms of Haaland and Marco Royce, two fantastic players. And lo and behold, what happens? Haaland goes and sets up Royce. Uh, the two substitutes made the difference, and that's the winning goal. And that's the difference between three points and one or none. Um, and then later on, they're like they're able to bring on the likes of Guerrero, Bellingham as well, who was on the bench. So they're four quality players just in themselves. Um, so. After the goal, the game did liven up a fair bit. I think Dortmund could have put the game to bed a bit sooner than what, obviously, they did. Um, Hoffenheim, apart from a couple of early chances, just didn't get going. Um, So three important points for Dortmund. Dust yourselves down and move on. Yeah, and I think another interesting talking point of that game is on the in the 79th minute, we saw another English face as well. I don't know if you caught this, Rory, but Ryan Sessignon, actually yep. got involved as well, making his debut for Hoffenheim. Yeah, I think that one kind of went under the radar a little bit. Obviously, an English player that was really highly rated a few years ago when he broke through with Fulham, he really kind of dropped off the radar with Spurs, but I think that's a really good move for him and Hoffenheim. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Bundesliga as well. Yeah, so great to see another English, young English face being given a chance in the Bundesliga. Okay, on to the next game uh, that happened on Saturday afternoon as well was Mainz nil, Leverkusen won. So obviously Leverkusen picking up their first win of the season. Again, another team that had drawn the first three games. But Mainz now the only team in the Bundesliga with zero points. Yeah, I mean, we gave them a bit of a grilling the last couple of matches, to be honest. But do you think this was an improved performance, Rory? Well, the scoreline suggests that whether or not here was a closer game. It, it sounds like they gave as good as they got, um, which is obviously that's encouraging uh, from that point of view. What, what they won't have liked to have seen today is obviously the other two sides who are on zero points getting getting off the mark. Um, now they're you know they're on zero. They're the only team on zero, um, so they're really struggling by the looks of it. Um, hopefully they can turn things around and start to move forward. Uh, in terms of Leverkusen, like we said, they've, you know, three draws previous to this game. It was important that they got off the mark for themselves as well, pushing themselves into back into the mix. 
in terms of the, the league standings itself because they've they've also been a bit you know goal shy not not quite got off the mark just yet obviously leon bailey was able to uh have a fairly substantial contribution to the game um setting up the uh, the goal for Elario almost got himself a goal as well uh, later on in the game. Um, obviously, the manager was probably had to debate in his head whether to put out a strong team um, for for the game against Mines, given the fact that you know the their campaign in Europe starts on Thursday as well in terms of the Europa. So again, there's that you know in your head you're playing against Mines who have been struggling, but you know, he went he went full whack and went full strength, which is credit um, to the league because you can't disrespect a team, I don't think, in that regard. Um, so, yeah, it was a close game and Mines might be able to take some encouragement from that, but they'll want to get themselves off the mark as soon as possible or else they're going to be left in, left in the dirt, I think. Yeah, <laughs> without doubt, yeah. I would say, yeah, I would agree with a lot of what you say there. I think in terms of the scoreline, it was an improvement, but all in all, it still wasn't really a great performance, really, from Mainz. They didn't have any shots on target. In general, it was it was just chance after chance for Leverkusen. I don't really know why Leverkusen can't finish the chances, though, at the moment. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with the performance level. It, to be honest, it could easily be on, like, eight, ten points from their first four games, easily, if they'd have taken a few chances. But... For some reason, I just, they, they're not taking the chances. Like they had a, a lot of chances in that game, really, and the same the week before as well. And I, they're just not taking the chances at the moment. I think, and then the other issue with them is that they can be a bit susceptible as well at the back at the end of games, like to set plays. Like we saw it against Stuttgart a few against um, Stuttgart, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and then again, they had a couple of half chances from corners and headers, but it. Again, Mainz really need to get the finger out and get involved with this season unless it's gonna they're gonna get left in the dirt, as you said. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. And on to the next game, which was uh, a one-all draw between Freiburg and Werder Bremen. I mean it was a decent game to be honest. I think the main talking point for me was the fact that Freiburg went one nil up and then a few minutes after that they scored a really, really good second goal, which yeah. was so disallowed for offside this is what i hate about var that we see these kind of goals getting disallowed you know because i mean that was a wonder goal for a side like freiburg to score a goal like that that would have been like a real achievement for them and it would have probably gotten the three points as well then mm-hmm. just a few minutes later a penalty it was definitely a penalty no question marks about that bit yeah. court with really good running he's becoming a real key player again for Bremen which both of us predicted at the start of the season having a great season for them this year um yeah uh Rory do, do you think that is more of an issue of VAR than anything that goal disallowed or do you think there is it is right to disallow those kind of goals yeah I mean although we don't want to become one of these shows that's always banging on about VAR because <laughs> certainly it gets enough coverage as it is from whatever European league that you're watching or, or follow closely, of course, certainly me and Mark, for example, we follow both the Bundesliga and the Premier League and things like that. And we've seen it rear its head again this weekend. Um, for me, it, I mean, the way that these games are going, it's spoiling the game. Because from my point of view, the benefit of doubt goes, in ter- goes for the attacking team. That's why... You know, you fall in love with the sport of football because it's an exciting game. You you see goals, you see chances. Uh, that's the whole point. Um, and the fact that this now kind of ridiculous system has kind of taken over the sport and just lost its way 
has really ruined games. And like you said, that's a massive difference between Freiburg potentially getting three points and now obviously only having one to show for it. Um, it's a massive kind of shift in momentum and and in your mental kind of state as well. As a player, for Verde, you're absolutely buzzing. You can kind of get a bit of a boost from it. As you mentioned, then Leo Bittencourt goes and gets himself a penalty, which is converted by Fulkrug, uh, which is his fourth goal of the season. Um, and then it's a really good point on the road for Verde, um, which now means they're three you know, I'm being in three games uh, and starting to look quite good. Um, obviously, for Freiburg, they'll be absolutely fuming because they've not got a win and that would have really boosted them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is sad. It, for me, it's more just sad, really, to see such good goals. Because, I mean, you're not telling me that that goal would have been prevented by uh, Werder if it had been, like, one centimetre further. I, I don't believe that. It would have been a goal regardless, you know, and I think. But I've got to say, in, in credit to the Bundesliga, I don't think they're quite as harsh with some of these goals, to be honest. I, I did notice there was a bit of a talking point with the when Haaland ran through against Hoffenheim, there were some, I think in the Premier League, they were considered his armpit to be offside or something. But I think yeah. in the Bundesliga, they are, they're a bit more lenient on those, which is a big credit to the Bundesliga, to be honest, because nobody wants to see goals disallowed because their armpit is offside. You know, nobody <laughs> wants that. Nope. Nobody. <laughs> okay, so on to today's games, which are another couple of one-all draws. Obviously, FC Köln won, um, Eintracht Frankfurt won, and also um, Schalke won, Union Berlin won. So, yeah, a couple of one-all draws. But I think the main talking point there is both Cologne and Schal Schalke both getting off the mark. Yeah, Two teams, again, that we've really criticised a lot in recent weeks, particularly Schalke. I mean, it's not a point that's going to really get Schalke fans excited that are home to Union Berlin, but I think it could be a big point for them when you look towards the end of the season because Union are a decent side. They're a... They did have the better of the game today as well. They should probably have won that game, in all honesty. Rory, mm -hmm. anything, any comments on that? Yeah, sometimes you just need one of those games to get you going in the season, um, especially if you've been in a bit of a rut. I mean, that's a bit of an understatement for Schalke because they've been in a massive rut. They've been terrible, really. Um, so the fact that they... Because it, like you're right in saying that Union were the, much the better team for most of the game. Um, and their goal kind of comes from a bit of laziness again from the Schalke defence. You're not you're not got out ultimately to um, the crosser. Uh, you've not got out quickly enough from the corner, which you know that shows a bit of intent to get out there and close your man down. As a result, the ball's whipped in and it's a really good ball because he's not been under pressure and it's put in one nil. So that and, you know that's that's their own kind of doing really. You need to get out there and pressure the man. Um, to you know, at that stage it's nil nil, and you're in the second half, and I don't understand why that why that's happening still. Um, saying that, they've managed to get themselves a, a set piece themselves, and they've managed to to get a goal through a through a header at the front post, which you know is a good finish to be fair. And they've seen it out and got a draw. Um, again, might not have been the prettiest way of doing it, and by far and away they're not playing good football either. But it's a point on the boards. Um, and now they can just use those sort of things to gain a bit of momentum, gain a bit of positivity and perhaps start to, to go forward and look for that first win. Um, but yeah, what wasn't the best of games. Don't seem to get them on a Sunday evening for some reason. Um, hopefully they'll soon all be absolutely amazing. But uh, yeah, point on the board. You can't complain, I guess. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think it was much the same with the early game uh, this afternoon as well. I think it's a game that Frankfurt will be looking at themselves today, uh, this evening and thinking, like, how have we dropped two points there, really? Yeah. And I think yeah. it, it's a case, I think particularly Baz Dost, the, the, the target man extraordinaire himself, you know, I think he missed a couple of absolute sitters in there in that second half, yeah. which is disappointing, you know, especially considering I had a bet on Frankfurt there as well, which would have given me a good euros but yeah anyway it happens yeah but it's yeah i think again cologne it's a big point for them not a great performance again they probably should have lost the game but sometimes it is just about getting that point i mean a win would have been nicer but still it means they're off zero you know they're off the bottom of the table and uh they are kind of back within touch of teams like bielefeld now they're back within three points of them and obviously i mean both have got an away game i think I mean, Schalke go to Dortmund next week. It doesn't get any easier, does it, in the Bundesliga? I mean, they're not going to fancy that trip. But, I mean, it is a derby game. They always say that form goes out the window for the big derbies. So, yeah, I mean, and I think Cologne as well. It, it's, it's hard to get that first win when you've been so long without it, you know. But a point is definitely a step in the right direction. Okay. So. so, yeah, so that uh, kind of uh, cleans up our... Uh, review of the week four action. Yeah, I've not missed any games. There, have I? <laughs> no, no, we're all good. Um, so we're gonna go straight on to our predictions then for uh, for this week coming, as as we always do. Um, so Mark, obviously, you're gonna lead us through our predictions and see what we've all got. So let let's go through it then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's have a look uh, at the first game. So we've got. Um, Union Berlin are hosting Freiburg. So, oops. yeah, sorry, I went to the wrong one there. Yeah. So the first game <laughs> on the Friday evening game is actually uh, Stuttgart versus Cologne. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually gone for a 3-1 Stuttgart win there. I really fancy Stuttgart to continue their good form. Rory, for you? Um, I've actually gone 3-1 as well. Um, so, yeah, totally oh. agree. I think um, that, you know, the dream start will continue. I think Stuttgart look like they're playing too good a football at the moment for Cole. Yeah. And then moving on to the Saturday afternoon, I've actually gone for another 3-1 home win for Leipzig at home to Hertha Berlin. I mean, obviously Hertha are a lot better on the road, but I still think that Leipzig are going to get a good 3-1 win there. Rory? Yeah, I've gone similarly. I've gone 2-0 um, as we were Talking just uh, only a few minutes ago, RB have just put in a really solid performance um, and they've got one of the more favourable games in terms of their first Champions League game. They're not playing United or PSG as those two are playing each other. Um, so I expect them to be able to back up um, performance on, on the Tuesday night. So yeah, 2-0 I reckon. Yep, and then staying with the Saturday afternoon game, Bayern Munich with a rare Saturday afternoon kickoff. They host Frankfurt. I've actually gone for a 4-1 again there for Bayern. I just think at home, the the average four goals a game at home, so it's hard to see that Frankfurt can keep them out. I think they will score, but I still see a comfortable home win there for Bayern. Yeah, I um, can't really add much to that, to be honest. Yeah, 3-1 I've said. Um, Frankfurt, obviously, as we were just saying, that, you know, they probably should have bagged the win today and they'll be really annoyed about that, but can't can't see anything but a loss on the road to Bayern. 
Yeah, and then staying on the Saturday, we've got Union Berlin versus Freiburg. Again, a team of two uh, overperforming teams, but I've actually gone for a 2-1 Union win. I think they're really getting into the season now, and they're a very strong home side. Yeah, Rory? Um, I've gone with a one all draw, just from the facts of what I've seen from both sides just of late. Um, again, mainly based off, again, what, what I've seen this afternoon and think there might be a close contest, so I'm saying one all. Okay, then Mainz, the one team on no points at home to Gladbach. I mean, I've gone for a 2-0, an easy 2-0 win for Mainz. For, for Gladbach, sorry, not for Mainz. <laughs> uh, again, Gladbach seem to be better on the road and Mainz are just not very good, are they? Let's be honest. Rory? Yeah, again, I've, I seem to have matched your scoreline there, Mark. 2-0, I reckon, on the road for Gladbach. Uh, Mainz just look like they're really struggling. I can't see them winning. Yeah. And then we've got the big derby on Saturday evening. One of the biggest games in Germany in the, the calendar is Dortmund versus Schalke. I mean, I've actually gone for 4-2 to Dortmund. I, I've got a feeling that it'll be so open that Schalke might just be able to get a couple of goals. But I mean, with Schalke's defence, it's hard to see Dortmund scoring any less than four, to be honest with you. Rory? Yeah, again, we seem to be quite aligned this week, Mark, I reckon. I uh, don't know why it is, but um, yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've said 4-0, four, four um, although I'm slightly maybe going to alter my thinking on how many. I think Schalke probably will score, to be fair. As you mentioned, probably will be an open game, but uh, it could be could be a, you know, a goal fest, that one. So I've said 4-0 at the moment. Yeah, and moving to the Sunday games, we've got Wolfsburg back on a Sunday yeah, versus uh, Bielefeld. Yeah. I've actually gone for a one-all draw, keeping it. I think that one's a little bit predictable, but I think Bielefeld are really playing well for me and I don't see them losing that game. Rory? Um, so I've slightly gone with the bucking of the trend and I'm back in Wolfsburg to win, but only by a goal to nil. Um, so not not expecting a classic Um and obviously, Arminia stayed in the contest pretty much every time they played this season. But I think they'll just narrowly lose this one. OK, then a, quite an entertaining looking fixture. Two attacking sides on the, the Sunday evening game. Werder Bremen host Hoffenheim. I've actually gone for a 2-1 Werder win there, actually. I quite like the look of what Werder are doing this season. I think Hoffenheim, their issue is that they do leak goals. And I think they're a bit too open at times. Yeah, Rory? I have gone for an entertaining two-all draw. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I think um, certainly Verder have been starting to get a bit of confidence uh, of late, obviously having gone three games unbeaten now. Uh, and Hoffenheim had a good start to the season. It's starting to be kind of sucked out a little bit now. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be an entertaining game, open and, and going two-all. And then the last game is actually a Monday night uh, Monday night football coming to the Bundesliga. Not often that you see that, but it's mm. Bayer Leverkusen against Augsburg. Quite an entertaining looking game. I've gone for a 2-0 Leverkusen win, though. I just think they'll kick on after the uh, after the first win. I think Augsburg have been a bit unlucky with some really hard fixtures early on in the season, which might take a bit of the sting out of their good start. Rory? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's quite harsh in terms of the way that the fixtures have fallen for Augsburg, despite their really good start. Um, but I think Bayern, uh, sorry, Bayer Leverkusen will win 1-0. Um, I think they'll just about have enough. Um, just uh, obviously, you know, they can take that momentum. They're still unbeaten in the league. First win 
um, this weekend. So I think they'll back it up, winning 1-0. Okay, so that brings an end to our um, our predictions for next week. So over to Rory with a little bit of an update. Yeah, so uh, as per usual, we like to end the show with with a with a few facts or a fact of the week, uh, and then I'll be talking about a few other bits and bobs that we're that we're working on for the show, which is all very exciting. So just starting with our facts of the week. So I've got two this week, um, slightly to do with is an RB themed fact of the week. Um, so first fact is uh, Leipzig have now set a new club record uh, with their ninth straight away uh, match unbeaten in the Bundesliga. So that obviously demonstrates how well they're going at the moment. So that's very impressive for them. And who says when that record will, you know, will finish. They can probably go and stretch that as long as they can. And uh, a nod to the, the smaller player, or one of the smaller players in the Bundesliga, Angelino, who stands at five foot six inches. Uh, so by, you know, by many stretch, one of the smallest, one of the smaller players in, in the league. He's gone and notched himself two headed goals already this season. Um, so he's, he's up there with the likes of Baz Dust uh, in terms of his heading <laughs> credentials. Very impressive stuff. So, uh, yeah, well done to Angelino. He's looking like a very good acquisition again for RB. Obviously still technically belonging to Man City. Maybe Pep Guardiola will be looking over his shoulder again, thinking, why have I, why have I let him go? Um, so, yeah, there are our facts of the week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those. Um, just a little now uh, nod to our show next week. Uh, we are going to be introducing a guest to the show. Um, so we're very excited about that. They're going to be joining us on the show uh, for a particular segment of, of the show, of the recording. Uh, so hopefully that, you know, that gets you guys excited. It can get us more involvement and a bit more debate going on, a bit more expertise as well, which is always welcome. So me and Mark are very excited, uh, hopefully going to make it a bit of a feature as, as time goes on. As you know, it's the very you know, the start of our project, our show, which we're trying to mould and create as, as best we can. So hopefully that'll be a good feature and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So look forward to next week. Tune in because we'll, be, uh, we'll be joined by a guest on the show. So that's very exciting. Um, so just rounding up now, basically, um, obviously me and Mark have been, kind of gone through what what we would always go through this week it's been another good week of Bundesliga action and just to let you know if you weren't already aware um we've now managed to change the show or add uh, to the show from being a YouTube feature um that you can subscribe to as well that we've now made the show available as a podcast so that you can listen on the go at at your will so it's available on all good audio platforms that include spotify apple podcasts the lot so we're, we're available widely on that so please do subscribe to us and get involved um, um and what we're going to say is what, what we're going to do uh if you do leave us um a five star rating and a review we'll give you a shout out in in the next episode's equivalent so please do get involved if you don't think it's five star material please let us know give us feedback we're always open to it so yeah please click the subscribe button get involved and uh, we can grow our audience and uh, our show as much as possible 
Um, so that's it from me. Over to Mark to do the usual uh, end of show and let you guys know about our Twitter and website as well at Over the Bar. Yeah, absolutely. So as uh, Rory said, yeah, I'm just going to close by telling you again, if you want to, if you enjoyed what you saw today on our show, that we've got absolutely loads more content as well, which covers just about everything related to football, anything from League One. We also have a League One show that runs alongside our Bundesliga show as well. So anyone who is an English football fan or specifically a League One fan, then don't be afraid to check that out. It's the guys who do it, Dave and Max, are like really, really knowledgeable. They're both fans of League One clubs, so please take a look at that. Also, have a look at our Twitter as well. I mean, we've got absolutely loads of stuff on there. We've got articles as well. We've got anything if you guys want to read anything on the way to work or on the train or while you're eating your breakfast, then just check out our Twitter and you'll find loads of stuff and of course our website as well which you can see at the bottom of your screen now so yeah so yeah we're gonna have to love you and leave you there guys yeah so it was great to uh, share our thoughts again with you this week and we look forward to seeing you again next week with our exciting guest so that's it from us bye-bye thanks a lot cheers all